Are you ready for change? Hit it! That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Hit it, boys. You're listening to Mr. Change Agent Podcast with your host, Ron Obit, minister, pastoral counselor, teacher, recovery coach, and author. He's the creator of Emotional Relearning. You can find him on EmpowerForLiving.com and on the Mr. Change Agent YouTube channel. Well, Ron, it's time for another podcast, and we find ourselves in the holiday period here. We've uh, had our Thanksgiving. We're looking toward Christmas. A lot of people are excited. Shopping is at a frenzy pace. And yet we know, and you know especially from your counseling, that a lot of people suffer this time of year. You want to talk about that today. Uh, in fact, this podcast, we'll just call it Making It Through the Holidays. So what are you getting at, Ron? Well, I think, you know, we're talking about the holidays here. I know for myself, even, uh, it was just hard. Uh, Christmas comes, and for some reason, you just can get depressed, and it accentuates depression for many people. Uh, even if you didn't have a horrible childhood and you know, you weren't given coal, but a lot of times it's just, uh, it could be loss of loved ones, could be the fact that uh, you didn't get what you thought you should, so it diminished who you thought you were, you know, could be all kinds of things that trigger this negativity. What I want to start off saying, and I'll cut right to the chase right away and then we'll amplify it, is what I think happens a lot of times is that we come to the holidays as a memory. We come to it with this negative bias, with this memory, and the assumption, because you see our predictions come out of our memories a lot of times. <laughs> and so it's this vicious cycle. So if we can switch and come to the holidays as a possibility, a new possibility instead of a memory, uh, it can really help. So that's what I want to kind of flesh out a little bit. Sort of, uh, sort of like the podcast. Scrooge then, they're looking at Christmas's past. Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And and there's just, it comes in, you know, our emotions, first of all, our sensation, feeling, and so it just starts leading us down a road. It's like the associations, you know, if you got sick on a certain food one time and someone brings that food in front of you, you're not going to sit there and say, oh boy, I can't wait. You, you get this immediate feeling of, oh, I don't want that, right? And so associations have so much to do with it. You know, we're emotional creatures. God created us that way. What happens sometimes, though, is that we get these associations. We get these painful, painful emotions. And, of course, this time we have the absence of loved ones that we deeply miss. Could be ex bad experiences might remind us of the divorce of our parents or arguments we've had in the past, breakups of loved ones, scarcity. Scarcity, you know, could be a big one or maybe even a trauma from illnesses or that. But the good news is that God has given us the ability to be resilient. And this can be a holiday breakthrough for many of our people listening, and I'm praying that it will be. So what do we need to do? First, we need to learn when we're being immature. You have a high road maturing process and what's called a low road. And I don't want to get too, too technical, but basically the high road is a higher form of processing that uses our reflective thought processes in the mind, that prefrontal cortex, right? And so it causes us to be resilient. So even if we get a thought in our head that's negative, 
we can bounce back from that. That's high road processing. We can't help what thoughts come in our mind. I mean, if you've had a, a loved one die in the past and it was around Christmas, you can't help that if all of a sudden that comes into your mind. But if we're in our high road brain thinking, well, then we're going to take that, remember them, remember the good things, and we're going to press on. We're going to bounce back, right? Because I'm here now. There's Life is still worth living, right? But then there's that low road. It's a lower form of processing. And it uses more of the primitive part of our brain, the, the emotional part, the brain stem. It includes, you know, all this visceral feedback from the body. And that's what I'm saying. A lot of times we come to the holidays as a memory. And so, boom, we, we keep it right down there. And we think, well, that's the way it was. That's the way it is. And we come to it, well, this is how it's going to be. And we need to change that. We need to switch from that low road thinking and use self-reflection and, and other things to end up helping us. Now, what gets in the way sometimes is low road thinking then ends up in all kinds of escapes. And so you see uh, an increase in, in uh, drugs, you know, an increase in uh, depression and anxiety and, and compulsive behavior, things like that this time of the year. And isolation is another one. People, you know, they won't go anywhere. They'll stay home. Bad choices. So there's all kinds of things. And like I said, you know, we come to the holiday with low road processing. So you're saying that's the problem then, the way we come to Christmas, the way we set ourselves up. And it's mm -hmm. a, like almost a self-fulfilling prophecy or something? Yes, sure. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to look at it. We may have had bad Christmas in the past, but there's nothing that says it's got to be that way this year. I mean, it, we just need to switch. That That's not a direct correlation. Uh, but many of us just, we start filling that same well-worn pathway. I mean, this isn't the first Christmas you felt down. This is the 20th or whatever, you see. It's a well-worn pathway. And I know this from my own experience. And this year I've decided to switch, right? You know, I don't want to just think of Christmas's past and let that somehow, without even a debate in my mind, drive me down. Instead, we want to learn to recognize and rate, maybe even monitor, you know, monitor our emotions. We want to be able to recognize when we're starting to feel this way. That's the trouble. A lot of times we'll start feeling, you know, emotions start in the body. They're sensations. We feel them. And if we can learn, that's one of the first principles in our emotional resilience is emotional recognition. You've got to recognize it. And so you catch yourself and you say, whoa, and then you slow it down, you know, you slow it down, you slow it down, you say, what's going on here? What's going on? And so you, you learn to recognize it, and we need to realize that we're more than our emotions. We're more than our emotions. It's easy to get confused and forget sometimes. Emotions can be so overwhelming this time of the year that we exaggerate their strength and power. We can begin to think that we are our emotions instead of thinking we're having an emotion. For example, you could say, I am sad. Instead, we say, I am feeling sad. There's a big difference, hmm. you know, a big difference. You know, we don't do that when it comes to physical illnesses. We don't say, I am the flu. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, we say, I have the flu, but we don't sit there and define ourselves, but we do emotionally. And it's almost with an expectancy. I know every time that I get the flu like that, I, I lay down in bed, I feel like I can't move, I'm sweating, and the first thing I do is say, okay, this will be over mm -hmm. in a couple of days. I just got to wait it out. Excellent. And, right. and, I mean, I literally start telling myself that. 
what you're saying, if the correlation was true, you'd just say, oh, I've got the flu for the rest of my life. Okay, bye. Yeah, I am the flu. I am the flu. No, okay, that's... See, I am depressed. Yeah. I mean, you know, no, I'm feeling depressed, maybe momentarily, much like you said, this is going to be over. I'll, I'll, I'll work on this. So recognizing it, realizing it's not a sentence, you know, it doesn't have to be. What about, how do the expectancies come into this too? Some of this is brought about with all the hyper-commercialism and the loss of meaning of Christmas. You know, we, we build so much up for Christmas that, you know, we get ourselves into this big frenzy of expectation that it's just going to make everything's going to be happy because of Christmas. Well, I think I can speak to for myself. I think there was a a negative self-image that I had, and I didn't know how to make myself valuable in someone else's eyes. There was no hook. No matter how good I did in school, no matter what, it wasn't enough. You know, I just didn't feel. And so sometimes you come to Christmas and you think that that perfect gift, whatever that is, and it could be expensive, you know, we're, we're so tuned into, you know, money speaks, you know, mm-hmm. especially as children, right? You got to have the most expensive toy, not just a toy. I remember trying, <laughs> trying to buy my kids a, a low-grade bike, you know, when all their friends had these expensive bikes. I mean, at, at, young, at young age, I mean, somehow you can get hooked into thinking that your value comes from what you get at Christmas. And if you don't get what you think you should or, or you just get average, it plays a negative thing and you, you kind of get this helplessness. And I, I really exaggerated it in my mind. It took me a, a long time. Of course, I'm, I was functional, you know, but it tied into my anxiety and stuff like that. But Christmas time would come and I'd get this, just this, this feeling that I'm not good enough not good enough and Christmas is just going to prove it. I was kind of a shame-based person and I think a lot of people with shame, Christmas just tends to amplify that. Well, you took that song, You're Going to Be Naughty or Nice, a little too seriously. Then, yeah, yeah, I think that's... <laughs> you were just too naughty. That's yeah, the whole yeah, there thing. you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, so we need to uh, be able to recognize that we're more than our emotions. Okay, so I feel that way. It doesn't have to define me. In fact, I start teaching people that, listen, it's faulty wiring. There we go. It's faulty wiring. It's a lie. A it's lie. a lie. It's faulty wiring, and you don't have to believe it. And, you know, if you if you can't afford, maybe that's bothering you. You can't afford to give the gift you want to get. It's Christmas time. Let's refocus here. Sure. Let's get back to what Christmas is really about. And presents are nice. You have love in your heart. You have love in your friends. Love on them. And you know what? Gifts are secondary. How many children would love a 30-second hug? 30-second right. hug. You know, it takes about 20, 30 seconds to get that oxytocin going, that good feel love hormone, you know. But when's the last time, you know, you just looked at your children and you just said, hey, I love you so much, and you just gave them that hug and embarrassed them a little bit but didn't let them go for about 20. I mean, that's really what Christmas is about, that I value you and you're so important to me. And, And so, you know, that's the kind of stuff that can do it. So there are some things that we can do this time of the year. I think when I'm starting to feel a little emotional, ask myself, what am I feeling? Try to name it. You know, if you can name it, chances are you can tame it. So name it. You know, name what it is. What am I feeling? Try to get a good word on it. You know, oh, I'm angry. Are you or are you agitated? 
or are you frustrated? Well, I'm depressed. Are you, or are you just kind of sad? I mean, you try to get a hand on it. Is this a momentary thing, just, or am I just kind of lethargic, you know, tired? You know, what is it? So if you can name it, a lot of times you can tame it. And then ask yourself, you know, what do I believe about myself? What's this saying? What am I saying? You know, so I'm feeling sad. Well, what am I believing? What am I believing about the situation? Well, Christmas is no good. There's no use. No, but okay, but okay. So what are you believing generally? Then what are you believing about yourself? Because that's where the rubber meets the road here. Uh, Christmas is horrible. That's what I'm believing. There's no use. You know, you never get what you. Well, what's that mean about you? Well, I'm, I'm not worth anything. You know, because obviously if someone loved me, they would have done this or then that, blah, 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 whatever it is. So you've got to figure it out, you know. So what am, I, what am I feeling? What am I believing about this situation? What am I believing about myself? And then you ask yourself, what's the truth? What's the truth? And we've already given you some. Number one, you aren't your emotions, okay? Number two, this is probably faulty wiring. And the truth is that you are lovable, I mean, I can tell you that right now because God created you, right? I mean, he created you as an object of love. And sometimes we need to go to these higher sources of truth, right? And here's the thing I find interesting, Rod, is that a lot of people would come to the aid of someone else if they were feeling that way. If a child came up to them and, and was pouting and crying and told them something like that, they'd probably pick them up and say, oh, no, no, listen, listen. I don't know why you think that. You're wonderful. You know, you would tell your child that. You would tell your grandchild, whatever the case, nephew, niece. You would try to correct that thinking. Well, let's do it for ourselves. I mean, this isn't a mature adult necessarily thinking. This is some child in me, some younger part of me that has a memory that's causing me to think this way. Why don't I use self-compassion? So there's myself, my my more compassionate self. Of course, there's God. There may be a relative that you can imagine. So you get help from them. And then another thing you can do is you can think of a time when you weren't that way. I mean, that's there's some hope there. Did you always feel this way? Was there ever a Christmas? Well, then let's go back to that time and say, well, if I felt that way then, certainly I can start to feel that way now. Mm-hmm. I can feel that way now. Another thing I think is get healthy. Well, what's that got to do? There's so many of us that just aren't healthy. We're not eating right. We're not exercising. We're not sleeping. You know, and then we come to this kind of uh, time of the life and there's stress. Our health is really, really getting us down. And then, of course, there's prayer, meditation. Think of this as a, this is a wonderful Christian holiday time of the year, a time to rejoice, a time to think about God, a time to bring him into your life. And you can do a lot with the different spiritual disciplines that will help you during this time of the life. That's very good, Ron. Is there anything else? I mean, are there other tips? This is really fascinating stuff. Well, okay, in closing, maybe... Three more things, okay? Number one, get some healthy relationships, all right? Find someone that you can meet with, you know, and just they can pour into you. You can have a good friendship. Find someone that you care for, you know, help somebody, you know, that you can pour into. Uh, you know, have a good, healthy relationship. Another one, get professional help. There's nothing wrong with getting some help. If you're feeling down, get some help. Talk to someone. Talk to a pastor. Talk to a counselor. Get some help. You know, if you're feeling depressed and you can't shake it, then get some help. 
And then I think the last thing, and I kind of said that a few minutes ago, bring Christ back into Christmas here. Try that. I mean, he is the reason for the season, right? And you'll be surprised. Find a church where you can go and enjoy a good service and make it a new home and find some fellowship there. Start to worship God. Start to think more optimistically. Here again, let's change our memory of Christmas. Let's make a new memory. Let's start again this year with new hope and new help for the holidays. That's right. And, and one last thing, helping others, too. Right. How many, I, I've heard of families that they take their kids down to the local mission and feed them on a holiday, and it's changed the whole dynamic of the family. So, oh, no, I to- thoroughly agree with that. So, yeah, a lot to do, a lot to uh, think about during this season. And so I hope this has been a help to you, and, and perhaps you have uh, someone that's not doing very well this time of year. You might encourage them to listen to this podcast and and check out some of the resources that Ron has provided. Again, you've been listening to Mr. Change Agent Podcast with Ron Ovitt, a minister, pastoral counselor, teacher, and a recovery coach. He's also an author of many books and creator of Emotional Relearning. You can find out more about their ministry at empowerforliving.com. That's empowerforliving.com. And if you go to forward slash resources, you'll find all types of material available to you. And check them out on the Mr. Change Agent YouTube channel. Just simply go to YouTube, type in Mr. Change Agent. A logo will come up and just click that and you'll be right there. Be sure to like it, subscribe, tell others about it. And of course, this podcast is available on Podbean and iTunes. And uh, you can check out the many podcasts that we've been producing. So again, thank you. Have yourself a very good holiday. Let's think positive. Let's put Christ back into Christmas and have an enjoyable holiday. 